This is the Wednesday, June 8th edition of Daily Wager Podcast. Game three of the NBA Finals tonight. We'll get into that side total and some props and also a little baseball to go along with that. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside the marathon man, Joe Fortenbaugh. Feeling good, Douglas. Feeling good. Uh, The mission was completed. Uh, you know, it's been three days and I'm still in extraordinary pain. So I hope there are no studio movements today. Once I sit at the desk, I will not be moving over to the chairs. So I might just be sitting out a few segments on today's daily wager. Yeah. <laughs> my quads were shot. I got the limp around and I'm, that was, I was many, many years younger than you were. So well done. <laughs> well done on that. Part. All you. right, let's get to the game tonight. Uh, the line has stayed three and a half Boston, uh, obviously home team game three tonight. You like the side here. Fire away. I'm going to lay the three and a half with Boston. I'm a little surprised. I know most people look at this line and say it's right. There's no value. I see a little bit on the Celtics. I go back to the situation the Warriors were just facing, right? They were off a loss. They were at home. They're laying four and a half. So now we have the same situation, but reversed. Boston's now at home. They're off a loss, but they're laying three and a half. I see Boston as the better team. I figured they would have been laying the same thing Golden State was, but they're not. They're laying three and a half. So I've got no problem laying this with the Celtics. They've proven to be, as everyone discusses, very resilient this season. Not just in the regular season, but in the postseason off a loss. 6-0 and straight up, 6-0 and against the spread, winning those games by 15 points per game. And they're coming off one of those classic sloppy performances. They shot 37% from the field, their third worst performance in 20 playoff games. They committed 18 turnovers, their second most in 20 playoff games. These are the games where the head coach Udoka gets in everyone's grill afterwards, lets them know it's unacceptable, lets them know they need to bounce back. We know that role players play better at home than on the road. I worry for Golden State's sake, who's going to step up to help Steph Curry in this one? I think it could look similar to what we saw in game one where Steph has to carry the load and no one's there for him. I will lay the three and a half with the Celtics. That would be the only side I would play. I just think Golden State kind of tends to rise to the occasion. Um, they obviously have won a road game in whatever it is, 25 straight series, 26 straight series. But now those are Warriors teams of old. I, I, I do agree this team has some issues, and that's why I like Boston the series. But I, I like the under here quite a bit. I said at the beginning of the series, when West plays East, like we see in the finals, there's a lack of familiarity there, right? They only play two regular season meetings, and obviously the teams weren't healthy this year. Steph got hurt in the second one, and nobody was playing in the first one. I just think it took Boston's defense some time to familiarize itself with the unique offense of Golden State. Remember, Curry, game one, first quarter, was wide open all the time. They got lost on defense. Over time, all the screening, all the screening away from the ball, Boston's finally familiarizing itself. So I think they're going to be ready. And then just the length and the the tight defense they play. And Golden State will have some trouble scoring, like you said, role players and things like that. So I think I'm on under like the rest of the series moving forward, but definitely tonight. I like that. I like that. Boston plays much better defense at home than on the road. If I was playing the total, I'd be playing that with you. I think Golden State's role players will struggle in this one. So, yes, 100% agreement. If I'm playing, and I probably will end up on this, but it will be a smaller wager at under 212 and a half. As for prop bets, I am on Clay Thompson. I said at the beginning of the series, I'm going to be under every single game. He's getting by on name. The, the length and intensity of Boston's D is a bad matchup for him because he's a catch-and-shoot shooter and Boston wants to get him off his spots he's having to put the ball on the floor a little bit hasn't found his rhythm he's not the same defensively off the off the injuries unfortunately 
19 and a half is a big number, dude. So I'm going to take continue to take under with Clay. Yeah, he is not shooting well at all. I think he's somewhere around like 30% from the field for the series. You've been talking about Fathom for a while. It has been working out quite well for you. Uh, Jason Tatum over five and a half assists for me. This is plus 115. I like the price here. Uh, he's averaging 6.1 assists per game for the postseason. So we're not asking him to do anything all that spectacular relative to what he's been doing. But look at Tatum's production in the assist department when he wins in the playoffs versus when he loses. In Celtics wins, 7.1 assists per game. All right, they've had 13 playoff wins. He's hit at least five assists in 12 of those games. He has an extraordinary floor. But when the Celtics are losing, Tatum goes from 7.1 assists per game down to 4.3 assists per game. No surprise. They're going to struggle and they're not going to hit shots. You're not going to have as many assists. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I like the Celtics to win tonight. I like this trend. I like Jason Tatum being a facilitator. He had 13 in game one. He really dropped off in game two, which is why I think we're getting the plus money here because he only had three or four in game two, if memory serves me correctly. Good price. Tatum over five and a half assists. Okay, I'm going to keep riding the Jordan Poole train. I think people are ignoring the fact about how he got his points in the last game. So first game went under, second game. He was struggling. He was one of five at halftime. Curtin didn't sub him in until about two minutes to go in the third quarter. And then he had a nice three-pointer, and then obviously the half quarter, and then fourth quarter, Boston didn't even play any starters. So I just think when the minutes count, I don't think we're going to have a blowout. Pool under is still the right way to go. That's why his number came down to 12-and-a-half. I mean, he off a 17-point performance, he goes to 12-and-a-half. I just think anyone who's – uh, you know, has their head in the sand, can't unless they have the hand in the sand, can't realize that. So I just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep writing the Jordan Poole under situation. Complete agreement there as well. Um, I, I Playing on the road, I think the situation is going to be too much for him in game three. We've seen him be streaky and get, and, and, you know, the nerves hit him as well, like they do a lot of young players. No surprise there, nothing wrong with that, but I think there's an opportunity to take advantage. Uh, I'll play Jalen Brown over 23 and a half points. This is that classic math play where I'm just going to bet the opposite of what I saw in the previous game. Game two, he was awful. And we saw this in the Miami series, and we saw it in the Milwaukee series. He's capable of having awful games. Draymond smothered him. 29% from the field, 33% from deep, 17 points. Now, we need seven more points than he had in the last game. But look at that. He only played 27 minutes. That's the fewest of the entire postseason. So he plays his fewest minutes, and he has one of his worst shooting nights, and he still delivered 17 points. I think he's going to play at least 10 more minutes tonight, and I think his shooting is going to be a little bit better. And as a result, I just need seven more points off of what I had in the last game. I'll bet that that happens. Jalen Brown over 23 and a half points. Okay. Any other props before we hit go to the diamond? No, I would just agree with you on that Jordan Poole one. That's in my top three as well, uh, playing the under on his points. I just don't see a good game coming from him tonight. All right. Anything? I got nothing in the W. I got a big, you know, couple big spreads here, things like that. Uh, one big spread, I should say. I, I lean sky, but I don't want to get involved. We got to keep an eye on Della Don's uh, availability. She missed the last game. What about you for baseball? Yeah, I lost some sleep over that last night. So I'll be watching that as well with you, trying to figure out if she's going to be able to go. I'm just kidding around. <laughs> I, always, I always love the WNBA deep dives. I love it. It's my favorite thing about working with you on the show, I think. Um, two marquee <laughs> games tonight. I'll lay 105 with the Diamondbacks over the Reds. I don't think anyone's going to watch it. I don't think anyone's going to be there. Merrill Kelly's pitching for Arizona. As bad as he was last year, he's been pretty consistent this season. Not great, 
but he's only had one bad outing. 11 starts this year, one bad outing. He came against the Dodgers. No harm, no foul there against that lineup. But most of his starts have been solid, consistent starts. He's going against Mike Miner for Cincinnati, who Cincinnati is a favorite. I think that's an opportunity going the other way. We've only seen Miner once this season. He got absolutely shellacked, so he's got an ERA of 11. That's not necessarily true. Again, it's one start. It's one bad start but I'm not willing to bet on him tonight. I think there's an opportunity there with the Diamondbacks at minus 105. I'd also play Seattle plus 120. Most of my betting with Mariner games this season has been against them because I believe they're overvalued. Tonight, I see an opportunity at plus 120. Uh, Jose Urquidy is going to pitch for Houston tonight. He's faced Seattle twice this year. He has gotten blown up both times. 0-2, 11 earned runs in just 8.2 innings pitched. Now for Seattle, it's going to be Logan Gilbert, who's been very solid this season. 2-2-2 ERA, pitched against Houston once. It wasn't that long ago. Zero runs, four hits, over seven innings pitched. Wouldn't be surprised if Houston gets to him a little bit tonight, but I do think Seattle is going to get to Urquidy, and I'm going to go ahead and play the Mariners at plus 120. I thought this would be closer to you know minus 105 uh, or even money rather than plus 120. So Seattle and the Arizona Diamondbacks, my two plays in baseball tonight. Yeah, the one I have is starting in two hours from taping. It's uh, first five on, uh, over, I should say, between the Blue Jays and Royals. Both pitchers kind of gas cans in terms of their metrics. So if we get this posted in time and you guys hear it, great. If not, maybe I lost and you guys can laugh at me. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the only baseball I got. The Dodgers are interesting, man. Those bats went silent yesterday. Uh, they're sizable favorites here against Cueto. Cueto's had their number, but Gonsolin and Tyler Anderson. I do like a Tyler Anderson first five tomorrow. It's an early start, so uh, I guess I'll get that out now. I don't think I'm on the pod tomorrow either. But but, uh, Tyler Anderson, he's what, 26 straight scoreless innings? I'm just going to keep riding that train. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. Now that I know about that, I'll be on it as well. (laughs) Yeah. All right, everyone. Enjoy game one tonight. Best of luck on your wagers, and we'll see you later tonight. I believe we are 530 Eastern. Yes, we are. So we will see you then. Enjoy. Enjoy. 